Throughout this episode, you'll hear occasional dynamically placed advertisements as well as host-read ads by me promoting the work of my sponsors, similar to what you'd experience when you're binging your favorite YouTube content. If you find the ads disruptive, consider joining my community on Patreon. Premium submarines receive full-length ad-free episodes, hundreds of hours of bonus content, and the ability to connect and chat with other listeners. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash backfromtheborderline. Hi, Molly. Uh, this is Andrea from Fort Wayne, Indiana, 25 years old, um, and I'm an alcoholic. I'm an addict. I do anything that'll get me fucked up. I drink, I smoke, I do pills, I do coke, I've done heroin, I've done meth, I've done done it all. You name it, I've done it. And I'm done. I got shot for God's sakes while I was on Xanax. I need, I can see myself doing all these things and I just can't stop myself. I'm done. I want to be happy again. I want to learn how to love life again. I need to love myself. I am fucked up, dude. And I just am recording this because I just need somebody to vent to. I'm done drinking alcohol. I've stopped doing all the drugs that I've done. I smoke weed. But alcohol, man, I can't even have one drink. Not even one drink. I'll do anything that'll keep me from being sober and have to be alone with my thoughts. And having you there to listen and to talk is just all I need in the world. Thank you. Not all addictions are rooted in abuse or trauma, but I do believe they can be traced to painful experience. A hurt is at the center of all addictive behaviors. It's present in the gambler, the internet addict, the compulsive shopper, the workaholic. The wound may not be as deep and the ache not as excruciating, and it may even be entirely hidden, but it's there. It is impossible to understand addiction without asking what relief the addict finds or hopes to find in the drug or the addictive behavior. Being cut off from our own natural self-compassion is one of the greatest impairments we can suffer. Along with our ability to feel our own pain, go our best hopes for healing, dignity, and love. What seems non-adaptive and self-harming in the present was at some point in our lives and an adaptation to help us endure what we had to go through. If people are addicted to substances or self-soothing behaviors, it's only because in their formative years, they did not receive the soothing they needed. Such understanding helps delete toxic self-judgment on the past and supports responsibility for the now, hence the need for compassionate self-inquiry. At the core of every addiction is an emptiness based in fear. The addict dreads the present moment she bends feverishly only toward the next time, the moment when her brain, infused with her drug of choice, will briefly experience itself as liberated from the burden of the past and the fear of the future, the two elements that make the present moment intolerable. 
many of us resemble the drug addict in our ineffectual efforts to fill that spiritual black hole, the void at the center, where we've lost touch with our souls, our spirit, with those sources of meaning and value that are not contingent or fleeting, our consumerist, acquisition, action, and image-mad culture only serves to deepen that hole, leaving us emptier than before. The constant, intrusive, and meaningless mind spiral that characterizes the way so many of us experience our silent moments is itself a form of addiction, and it serves the same purpose. One of the main tasks of the mind is to fight or remove the emotional pain, which is one of the reasons for its incessant activity. But all it can ever achieve is to cover it up temporarily. In fact, the harder the mind struggles to get rid of the pain, the greater the pain. Even our 24-7 self-exposure to noise, emails, cell phones, TV, internet chats, media outlets, music downloads, video games, and non-stop internal and external chatter cannot succeed in drowning out the fearful voices within. What we call the personality is often a jumble of genuine traits and adopted coping styles that do not reflect our true self at all, but the loss of our true selves. My name is Stephanie. I am 31 and I live in Florida. Um, I sent this for just to thank you. Um, I fit with almost, I think, every symptom of borderline. Um, and I'm going through the worst breakup that could ever happen. He's my person. Literally everything about him. Every part of how he looks, how his soul and spirit is. We are so connected. And now he, he needs to find himself, but I was just toxic and paranoid all the time. Jealous and terrified that he would leave me, just so fearful. Three years of us being best friends, we say the same things all the time. My body hurts from grieving. I am hurting so bad and I can't afford to see my therapist because it's over a hundred dollars and I don't even have a valid license right now and I just wanted to thank you because I don't know what to do. And I didn't feel like I was going to be able to make it and I'm still not sure but I'm just really thankful that you took the time to make the podcast so thank you. It's only when we're truly alone, without someone else to lean on, left with our own inner solitude that we can undergo a real process of change. The introspection that's needed to bring out the light that has dwindled down to ash and reignite the fire of our being. So let the darkness shape you Let it reform you. Let it cradle you and birth you into a new life, a new way of being. 
let the spark flame again in the darkness is where you'll find it sometimes being lost is the best way to find yourself when you learn how to be alone you'll discover the difference between alone and lonely like a tornado swirling around you you are the eye of the storm a front row seat to the destruction of everything you worked so hard to build but like all tornadoes the rain will halt and the winds will calm the pieces that remain from the cataclysmic destruction of your former self will soon dissolve and you'll find that the only thing that was destroyed was the illusion the attachment allowing for you to rebuild a new a stronger a more mature and even spiritually evolved you that you didn't even know existed so have faith this too shall pass upon the dark road you're traveling do not seek out the light the illusion the fallacy and incessant need for all things external have no fear take the darkness as your comfort because you are the light shining in the dark you just need to find the spark like a butterfly burrowing from its chrysalis so shall you find your wings if you only take the time to find yourself to move on you must surrender to your own pain and accept it as your own only then will you heal inside the more you kick and scream bite scratch and try to run away the darker the skies will get you can't run away from your pain you can't outrun the storm by embracing your pain and bringing it within to heal you empower your own growth accept what is what was and what is yet to come this is the path to inner peace let go of the attachment and keep the lesson love yourself first this sets the tone for every other relationship in your life self-worth can only be measured by you so set that bar high no amount of guilt can change the past and no amount of worry can change the future so live now love now heal now life has no meaning each of us has meaning and we bring it to life it's a waste to be asking the question when you are the answer people say that what we're all seeking is a meaning for life i don't think that's what we're really seeking i think that what we're seeking is an experience of being alive 
so that our life experiences on the purely physical plane will have resonances with our own innermost being and reality so that we actually feel the rapture of being alive. The goal of life is to make your heartbeat match the beat of the universe, to match your nature with nature. Life is like arriving late for a movie, having to figure out what was going on without bothering everybody with a lot of questions and then being unexpectedly called away before you find out how it really ends. We're so engaged in doing things to achieve purposes of outer value that we forget the inner value. The rapture that's associated with being alive is what it's all about. Mythology is not a lie. Mythology is poetry. It's metaphorical. It's been well said that mythology is the penultimate truth. Penultimate because the ultimate can't be put into words. It's beyond words, beyond images, beyond that bounding rim of the Buddhist wheel of becoming. Mythology pitches the mind beyond that rim to what can be known but not told. The experience of eternity right here and now is the function of life. Heaven is not the place to have the experience. Here is the place to have the experience. We must be willing to let go of the life we planned so as to have the life that's waiting for us. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. The privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. If you can see your path laid out in front of you step by step, you know it's not your path. Your own path you make with every step you take. That's why it's your path. The hero path. We've not even to risk the adventure alone for the heroes of all time have gone before us. The labyrinth is thoroughly known. We have only to follow the thread of the hero path. And where we thought to find an abomination, we shall find the God within ourselves. And where we had thought to slay another, we shall slay ourselves. Where we had thought to travel outwards, we shall come to the center of our own existence. And where we had thought to be alone, we shall be with all the world. A bit of advice given to a young Native American at the time of his initiation. As you go the way of life, you will see a great chasm. Jump. It's not as wide as you think. You enter the forest at the darkest point where there is no path. Where there is a way or path is someone else's path. You are not on your own path. If you follow someone else's way, 
you're not going to realize your potential. You are the hero of your own story. The hero's journey always begins with the call. One way or another, a guide must come to say, look, you're in sleepy land. Wake, come on a trip. There is a whole aspect of your consciousness, your being, that's not been touched. So you're at home here? Well, there's not enough of you there. And so it starts. We're in a free fall into future. We don't know where we're going. Things are changing so fast and always when you're going through a long tunnel, anxiety comes along. And all you have to do to transform your hell into a paradise is turn your fall into a voluntary act. It's a very interesting shift of perspective and that's all it is. Joyful participation in the sorrows and everything changes. The agony of breaking through personal limitations is the agony of spiritual growth. Nietzsche was the one who did the job for me. At a certain moment in his life, the idea came to him of what he called the love of your fate, amor fati. Whatever your fate is, whatever the hell happens, you say, this is what I need right now. It may look like a wreck, but go at it as though it were an opportunity, a challenge. If you bring love to that moment, not discouragement, you will find the strength that's there. Any disaster you can survive is an improvement in your character, your stature, and your life. What a privilege. This is when the spontaneity of your own nature will have a chance to flow and then, when looking back at your life, you'll see that the moments which seemed to be great failures, followed by the wreckage, were the incidents that shaped the life you have now. You'll see that this is really true. Nothing can happen to you that's not positive. Even though it looks and feels at the moment like a negative crisis, it is not. The crisis throws you back. And when you're required to exhibit strength, it comes. Follow your bliss. If you do follow your bliss, you put yourself on a kind of track that's been there all the while, waiting for you, and the life that you ought to be living is the one you are living. Follow your bliss and don't be afraid, and doors will open where you didn't know they were going to be. Find a place inside where there's joy, and the joy will burn out the pain. The big question is whether you're going to be able to say yes to your adventure. When we quit thinking primarily about ourselves and about our own self-preservation, we undergo a truly heroic transformation of consciousness. There is perhaps nothing worse 
than reaching the top of the ladder and discovering you're on the wrong wall. The way to find out about happiness is to keep your mind on those moments when you feel most happy, when you're really happy. Not excited, not just thrilled, but deeply happy. This requires a little bit of self-analysis. What is it that makes you happy? Stay with it. No matter what people tell you, this is what is called following your bliss. Following your bliss is not self-indulgent, but vital. Your whole physical system knows that this is the way that you need to be alive in this world and the way to go give it to the world the very best that you have to offer. There is a track just waiting for each of us and once we're on it, doors will open that were not open before and would not be open for anyone else. He who thinks he knows, doesn't know. He who knows that he doesn't know, knows. None of the words that I've spoken up until this very point have been my own. They're the words of authors who have become like spiritual parents to me. The first set of words you heard were from Gabor Mate, from his book, The Realm of Hungry Ghosts. The second were by another author named LJ Veneer. And the third were quotes by one of my heroes, Joseph Campbell. After receiving the voicemails that I played for you on this episode, I was really moved and impacted by these two particular voicemails from these listeners. And I realized that I needed to go inward and ask myself, Molly, what really has helped you move out of these dark, dark times. You can't fake what these two listeners shared. They were in the most vulnerable, dark, and difficult moments that each of us listening can relate to at a spiritual soul level. And what came up for me when I asked myself, what did I need in those moments? And it was the words of these authors, these spiritual teachers that have come across my path. And it is my hope that their words can help you if you are also suffering in a similar way. I urge you to think about how these words made you feel. What came up for you? 
when you were listening? Were there certain parts that were harder to hear? Were there certain parts that brought up a lot of emotion? Were there certain parts that made you want to turn it off? Were there certain parts that made you want to rewind it and listen to it again? Tune into that and don't ignore it. Don't just hop onto social media or YouTube or play the next piece of content or distract yourself. This is the work of recovery. This is the work of our hero's journey. This is how we move through the most difficult times and not just numb out and push it down because these feelings will come back. They will rise back up in moments that you can't control. They will sabotage and destroy your chances to connect with yourself and other people. They'll be there waiting for you. And even though you may have been afraid of them up to this point, they are there to help you. They are your teachers. There's this story in Indian Vedantic philosophy that I always find myself coming back to, and it's called the rope and the snake. And it goes that a man is walking alone at night along a path and he sees a poisonous snake blocking his way. And so he turns and he runs in the opposite direction. In the morning, he comes back to that same path and he finds that there is a piece of rope coiled on the ground. And he realized that in the darkness, he thought that this piece of rope was a snake. And it dawns on him that in the dark, it's hard to see reality as it truly is. And in the light of day, we can see more clearly. I think about this parable a lot because there are so many things in our lives that we are perceiving as the snake when it is in fact the rope. So many negative emotions, breakups, even spirals into addiction where we think we are at the rock bottom, when in fact, maybe it is our biggest opportunity. Feelings that we're afraid to touch, the depression, that empty void that we don't want to think about and so we distract ourselves. These are the things that can be our biggest teachers, that we can find a rebirth of ourselves if we are brave enough to realize that they are not the snake, it's just a rope. And we can walk bravely over that rope and continue on our path and not let it completely paralyze us in fear and stop us from continuing on our journey. I'll leave you with that this week. I wanted to take a pause and 
speak to the soul and spirit of my listeners. I speak to your mind a lot of the time, and that's very beneficial, but I wanted to take a pause and I want to thank these listeners that left these voicemails that reminded me of the raw spiritual and soul level pain that so many of us who identify with BBD are feeling. If you love the work I'm doing here, I want to remind you that support for this podcast comes from you my listener via my Acast premium access membership that you can join by visiting my website at backfromtheborderline.com and clicking unlock premium access. This podcast is how I'd love to earn a living one day and not have to hold down two jobs. So if you enjoy listening to this podcast, if it gives you hope, if it gives you solace, if it's something that helps you as you are moving through this recovery process, I ask that you consider paying me for the work that I'm doing. If you can't afford it, don't worry about it. You can continue listening for free because the people who can afford it are paying for you to listen for free. It's a really beautiful model, but if you can't afford it, I'd urge you to become a premium access subscriber if you can afford the price of a couple cups of coffee a month, because that's what keeps this podcast fully independent. I'm not beholden to any advertisers that are telling me what to make. I want to continue telling advertisers to kick rocks, which is what I do multiple times a week. So when the podcast is actually funded by you, my listeners, I have the freedom to do that. And if you can't support my podcast by joining the premium membership, you can support it by liking the podcast, following it on your favorite podcast app, sharing it on social media or with a friend or with your therapist, talking about it, recommending it to your friends, leaving me a review. These are all ways that you can help independent creators like me. But if you do choose to become a premium access member, the cool thing is not only do you support the podcast, keep it independent, keep it ad-free, you also get additional weekly episodes. I release new episodes for my public subscribers like you listening now every Tuesday, but my premium subscribers get two episodes every Tuesday. And in my premium episodes, I dive a little bit deeper into my own personal journey. We kind of take this recovery stuff to masterclass level, so if you really want to take it up a notch, I highly recommend you subscribe to premium and give it a try. As soon as you subscribe, you'll unlock more than 15 hours of bonus episodes that you can start binging and you will unlock access to my private RSS feed where you'll get those episodes every week as well as the back catalog of all of the other premium episodes I've recorded. 
on this week's premium episode, I'm going to be diving a little bit more into the mythology and spiritual aspect of my recovery for my premium listeners. And so if you want to unlock that episode, go ahead and go to backfromtheborderline.com and click unlock premium access. But if not, I thank you so much for being here with me. I hope that this episode helped you in some way, connected with you in a way that will encourage you to look deeper, pause, rewind, get in touch with the parts of you that need your attention. Because at the end of the day, it's just you against you. That's the reality. I'm sending you so much love. If you'd like to submit a voicemail of your own, you can go to backfromtheborderline.com and click the microphone icon and record thoughts where you can share what you're going through like the listeners did this week. You can even reply to the listeners that shared this week and share your words of encouragement to them. These voicemails are becoming such a beautiful way that we can develop a community here. I hope that by hearing the words of other listeners, their pain, their experiences, that you can feel less alone. We're all going through this together. So with that, I'll leave you for this week. I'm sending you so much love. If you'd like to check out the work of the authors that I shared in this week's episode, they will all be linked in the episode description so you can buy their books, you can check them out on YouTube. I highly encourage you to support their work. They've made a huge impact in my journey. Have an amazing week. I love you very much. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Back from the Borderline. If you'd like to receive my monthly written recovery musings via Substack directly to your inbox, send me a voicemail, join the Patreon community, or check out my Amazon booklist recommendations, visit backfromtheborderline.com and click to access my link tree.